Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. The Dow and the S&P 500 Index both trading at records. Let's head right over to the first word breaking news desk for today's afternoon call. Here he is, Bill Maloney. And good afternoon, Charlie. Main U.S. averages are higher right now with the S&P closing in on the 2500 level. Dow is currently up 55 points. S&P has gained three. Well, the Nasdaq climbs by 19. The small cap 600 is up three points and the U.S. 10 yield at 2.2%. Six of the main 11 S&P sectors are trading higher, led by gains in telecom, financials and technology, healthcare, consumer discretionary and materials led to the downside. Nasdaq Biotech's gain a point, transports rise 11, semis outperform, climb 2%, and the VIX is down by 3%. Leaders to the upside in the Dow are Boeing, Apple, and Verizon, while Pfizer, Visa, and Goldman Sachs led to the downside. After earnings, Oracle fell as much as 7.6%, and in other news, NVIDIA gained as much as 6% to a record, after Everquiet ISI raised their price target to $250 a share. Live from the First Bank of News Desk, I'm Bill Maloney. Charlie? All right. Thank you very much, Bill Maloney. And to hear live breaking news over your Bloomberg, type Squawk, S-Q-U-A-W-K, on your terminal. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. All right, Charlie. Thank you so much. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets, and this is Bloomberg Radio. I'm going We want to talk a little bit about um, the markets and where it may be going because uh, our next guest says longer term they think a retracement could be a healthy uh, could be a little bit healthy maybe for for stocks uh, in the longer term. Uh, back with us, Jeff Sott, chief investment strategist and economist at Raymond James, based in St. Petersburg, Florida. Happy to hear that he's safe and sound. So is his home. Back in our Bloomberg eleven three O studio. Nice to have you back with us. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure for us too. Um, Talk to us about this market environment here. Uh, a retracement would be a good thing. Yeah, but I don't think it's going to be much. There's uh, a lot of people that are underinvested. A lot of people don't believe we're in a secular bull market. Uh, most people haven't seen secular bull markets, 1949 to 66, 1982 to 2000. I think this is going to be bigger than either one of those. Uh, our long-term proprietary model flipped positive in October of 08 and has never given a bearish signal since then. Really? Our short-term model went cautious at the beginning of August. Uh, August, September, October have been difficult times for the market, so we're a little cautious right here. But I've never wavered since October of 08 that we're in a secular bull market. So what does it mean for you when you're cautious? Does it just mean you're not adding to positions or actually you selling a little bit and reducing I, you know, exposure? Yeah, I actually raised a little cash stocks that haven't moved in the uh, presidential rally since November. Mm-hmm. I figure if they haven't moved in a rally like that, something's wrong. So I sold some of them and raised a little cash. But Again, longer term, you know, we ought to have another seven, eight, nine years left in this thing on the upside, and most people don't believe it. Why? Because they've never not seen a secular do, bull market. Not why don't they believe it. Why should it continue to run for another seven to eight years? Because that is what secular bull markets do. They last 14, 15, 16, 18, 20 years. Yeah. And I don't think it's any any different this time. We've transitioned from an interest rate-driven secular bull market where interest rates come down and P.E. multiples expand to an earnings-driven secular bull market where earnings continue to come in better than expected. And you don't know this about me, although I've known you for 20 years. No. <laughs> 
I started uh, when I was 14. I'm there you go. Everybody. Um, the, I'm pretty well connected in D.C. because I, I've run capital markets for three different firms. I've been director of research at five different firms. I'm still pretty connected in D.C. Tax, corporate tax reform is going through in 2018. What kind of corporate tax reform? Because we did some math here at uh, Bloomberg Business Week, and the idea of getting it from 35% down to 15%, the, not math, happening. Is, the math is just not there it's not to be happening. able to do it. No, but so if it goes down to 30%, is that significant? 25 is where I think it's going, which is significant. For every one-point decline in the corporate tax rate, it hypothetically adds $1.31 to S&P earnings. So instead of 144 or 145 bottom-up operating earnings next year, you could have north of 155. Interesting. And that's enough to provide enough momentum for a while. You know, I got asked this what? question by portfolio managers today that I called on about valuations. And what I would tell you is that uh, you have more high growth, high margin companies in the S&P than ever, which by definition demands higher valuations. You have this tectronic shift from tangible assets to intangible assets on corporate balance sheets, which by definition means higher valuations are appropriate. And if you take out the S&P price earnings model, multiples of the 70s and 80s that were aberrationally low because of double-digit interest rates and double-digit inflation and start in the 1st of January of 1990, the 1st of January, 91, 92, 93, and take the P.E., the average P.E. since 1990 has been 23.85. Okay. Nobody's talking about that. And that tells you what? That tells me that stocks are not all that expensive, despite this what is you what, hear. Because this is what we've seen. That's historically every, every talking head on Wall Street says valuations are expensive. Uh, okay. I don't believe, as you said, you and I have known each other a long time, and we've been through a lot of different market environments. And this, to me, like when we talk about the run up in the tech names, it does not remind me of 2000 at all. I think it's completely different, and I think there's some huge transformations that are going on in industries and how we do things. And and I think it's why we have very little inflation in a lot of ways because we're able to do things much more cheaply. Um, having said that, it still feels like. There's angst, if you will, Jeff, in this marketplace. Yes, there's angst. And and when there isn't angst, that's when you want to look for the exits. But as long as they're angst and people don't believe it. It's it's, a good thing. You betcha. But a lot of people don't aren't doing well in our society. Well, they don't own stocks then. They don't own (laughs) stocks. But 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 they don't. Right. Yeah, but the wages, as I saw this week. Now I've been in Boston seeing accounts this week, and and I've been here in New York. And that's another thing: wage growth. We don't see it a lot. Well, it just it came out this week that wage growth has picked up. Not dramatically. Right, and not for everybody. No, that's that's fact. But you, you look at the employment numbers. Yeah, employment numbers are pretty good. I know. I understand that. But you still have, I, you know, it just it's a funny world. I feel like, and but it doesn't doesn't uh, kind of mute your enthusiasm here. No, even though I'm somewhat cautious in the near term, I, I think we've got years left to go in this bull market. You say in uh, some notes that you sent over that there's still numerous stocks that you want to buy. What do you want to be buying right now? I think the uh, midstream master limited partnerships that mm-hmm. don't have price sensitivity to crude oil and are hedges against inflation and have decent distributions that I think are sustainable and actually growing, I think that's an interesting place to look at. I think some of the technology names, I mean, technology has been my number one, one, two, and three sector for the past five years. 
Nice to check in with you. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Have a great weekend. Be well. Jeff Sott, he is Chief Investment Strategist and Economist over at Raymond James, based in St. Petersburg, Florida, in our Bloomberg 1130 studio on this Friday afternoon. This is Bloomberg Radio.